Take two. All right, are you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions. We've got answers. Welcome to the show. It's going to be great. Featuring Matt and Jen from Home Team for You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen from Home Team for You. Hey, guys. It's Jen Stoddard and Matt Matt Cornstead. Yes, I am. Yes. Hi, Matt. We are... Hey. So... We are um, doing podcasts, and we've had a lot of people ask us questions about real estate, and uh, we've decided that we would do a podcast. So today, we're going to be talking a bunch about first-time buyers and how that process goes. My favorite type of buyers. Absolutely. Why is that? Uh, Just the excitement, the newness, um, the adventure. I think I just have a lot more fun with first-time buyers there's a lot more educating with yes. a first-time buyer because they i mean it's new to them so it's like okay here's the process and we can step by step get you right through it so yeah it's exciting it's life-changing i should have been a teacher in my f- it, it's kind of like uh nobody has any like preconceived notions kind of coming in so you uh, in a way get to advise them yep without uh any kind of or maybe they got too many preconceived notions well, you, I mean, you have, you also have, what do you have, 23 years and I have 24 years of doing this so far. So it's kind of nice to be able to give them all the information that you've had over the last 24 years and experiences and educate them on the process and the next steps. Yeah, it can definitely go from, because I know when we moved into our first house, I just wanted to have a garage and a dishwasher. And now in a house you that get we... get your dishwasher. Yeah, but in like the next house that we would buy... Think of all of the things as you get older that it's like now I would want it to be on one level and now I need a three-car garage and if it didn't have a dishwasher, I couldn't live. So, I mean, things definitely change from that first-time buyer to, um, you know, as you get older. So should we go in and talk a little bit about uh, what the steps are when you're a first-time buyer? Yeah. So how do you know you're What's really, really ready, Matt? Well, I think the first step is you have to figure out if you have um, the financial wherewithal to make that jump, have a stable job. What's a thing. stable job? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I'm not sure there is anything in such a stable job. I think it's just uh, time in that profession, maybe. Definitely it can be time in that profession. Maybe the industry. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And if you have a feeling that... Uh, you know, you might get transferred or something like that. That would not be stable. Yeah, that would not be super stable. <coughs> but uh, longevity, maybe in the house, how long you might be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, if you are going to be someplace for six months, probably not worth buying. I'd get some kind of a short-term rental. Yeah. If if you're going to be there for two years, maybe, maybe I would buy then. It just depends on if it's the right property. And uh, if you can buy it right. Well, I think we've talked about it before, too. I think it's important to consider that you're not paying rent. So even if you don't make any money on that sale of that house, maybe that's just a a wash. You have the deductions of taxes and interest, so at least at this point in time. Yeah, and if it's a wash and you're able to get into a property that's going to be joyful for you and your family. Fido. Fido, so you can have a yard for your dog instead of being in some kind of an apartment building where maybe your neighbor likes to wake up and vacuum above your head at midnight, I, I think that might make it worth it, even if you just break even. Or neighbor uh, roommates that don't change cat boxes. <laughs> oh. no, Has you. anybody had a roommate <laughs> like that? I may or may not have had one like that. But, you know, <laughs> luckily I bought a house young, and that is no longer a problem. Oh, yes, it was. We had that cat that you brought along. <laughs> okay, so let's... Was the roommate you? Were you the roommate? No. No. This is prior to that. Then she brought the, brought a cat in the house. I had real roommates, and then I got Matt, and... <laughs> no, I wasn't a real roommate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a fake roommate, Matt. It was a fake... Yeah, well, uh, those I put, like, an ad in the paper for. I met you on East Wash. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you'd have to pay for the ad. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely easier. But I mean, the cat that we had in our first house, that was, that was Cinders. And Cinders was the cat that I had growing up. So Cinders was like 20 years old. (laughs) And 
Matt wanted to not have a cat, but I insisted that we had a uh, cat. I didn't so. want anything to do with the cat. <laughs> yeah, but Cinders was sweet, and then Cinders ended up going to your aunt because mm. you won. But we did get a dog after that, though. We did get a dog. And for 16 years, he hated everyone and everything. He liked me. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Everything that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter. Come on. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> We're only uh, a couple minutes into the show. And I've <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Cockapoo. Maybe we can uh, show a little picture of him later. I don't know if we have a picture of Bear, do we? Yeah, I think we have a picture of him in the window of our old house. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to show the old house now? Oh, we don't have to. <laughs> okay. <Ken. laughs> All right. <laughs> so what's the next step for uh, finding your dream house? Well, it's... Or your um, first time house. Possibly your forever house. When you're purchasing a home, you have to be aware that homes come with repairs. And Matt feels that I break a lot of things, but sometimes things just break a lot on their own. They don't break on their own. Mm. So I mean, so in it's in the middle like of the, the night when the when the furnace goes out, that was me. Yes. Uh huh. Not changing the filter. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Flame but sensors. It's dirty. Yeah. Some sometimes things just break, and yes. um, those things cost money. So you have to be able to be like, hey, I can take care of those things. I'll have money to call people, or I have a relative that can help me with those. And if you're like, you know what, I don't want to deal with any of that, which, I mean, some people are just like, no way, no how do I want to deal with any of that? Having a landlord and renting is probably for you because you can just call up and be like, this is broken, but then you might wait for two months for them to fix it. So I think there's also part of it too, that as you become a homeowner, you learn to do some of those repairs or learn to do some of that stuff because uh, you don't want to spend the money and pay other people to do it. And I, I think... I guess you guys can say for sure not on this, but I feel like if you're kind of in a in-between spot where you maybe are ready to take on some things, but not everything, uh, maybe looking at a condo or somewhere where uh, they might handle some repairs or some of the maintenance or uh, different aspects uh, and you handle other things would be a, maybe somewhere to start as well. Yeah, I think you'll still have the interior stuff you'll have to maintain, so you'll still have that kind of um, money you'll have to count for, but... The exterior stuff would be covered by associations usually. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I guess you also have to create that wish list of what's important and what you need. I guess your needs and wants. Mm-hmm. So what you need and what you want. And that was, goes back to Jen's conversation about the dishwasher and garage and not having either. It's like having two bedrooms, one bath, you need a garage, and then you start figuring out all of the extra benefits that you want to have to the property, like what it's close to, what amenities are. You know. Jen's requirement the first one was Chinese in a grocery store. I needed Chinese <laughs> that would deliver. Mm. I, I mean, I grew up in the city, and I want. I needed some kind of food that would deliver, and the only one that would deliver was Chinese. But, yeah. I mean, I was 19, was a grocery store? There was a 24-hour grocery store in Jefferson. Really? That was like hashtag winning, and that's probably why we ended up there. And it was cheap, less expensive, inexpensive. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. 89.9. 89.9. Well, and we had the one-car, one-alleyway garage that whoever got home first got to park in the garage. We did. We had the best neighbors. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so this uh, neighbor of ours, he every time I came home, he had, it was sitting up back in the summertime. He'd have, he's sitting in a lawn chair and had a couple of beers. Every, <laughs> Every time, time we came home, I <laughs> was Did he like, share? Yes. Yes, he yes. always oh. sat there with a beer for us. Yes. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yes. You actually had nice neighbors. We yes. had super yeah, nice neighbors. Oh. Mm-hmm. They were awesome. We Not invited to say you have wedding. to have a beer to be a nice neighbor, but. It helps. Uh, but it was kind of interesting because the, the people where our house was, there is a wall and they had built steps so that you could, yeah, like, walk right. right up. And so it was really easy because so you'd always walk down. The alleyway, the single-car alleyway that went to our one-car garage in the back of the yard had a four-foot wall on the left-hand side, and there was steps cut into that four-foot wall to go between the house that we owned and the neighboring houses. Mm-hmm. So somebody at some point they really liked, liked the each neighbors. Other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Luckily, we had nice neighbors. Yeah. That's I, great. Um, do you guys feel 
or do you ever really like advocate for people to like try and talk to the neighbors when they're looking at homes or is that not something that really takes place? I think it's individual um, buyers sometimes like to do that. So if the neighbors are out, you'll sometimes see the buyers gravitate and just ask about the neighborhood and ask, you know, just to say hi. Yeah, I know we've had that a lot. We were showing some lake houses and the neighbors would be out and there would be questions about, you know, can I put a pier in here? Could I put a beach here? And they'll just walk over and usually the neighbors are are happy to chat every now and again. Um, we had a listing once where a neighbor had a, um, he liked to drink a lot and he uh, definitely was not um, making it so that somebody else would want to purchase that house. So neighbors can go both ways. Have you ever so this had in the alcohol <laughs> series? Have you guys ever had like Welcome neighbors to Wisconsin. Like <laughs> intentionally just trying to be janky neighbors while you're on the market? Cause they don't necessarily want somebody new moving in there. So they're going to make it exceptionally difficult on purpose. Or have you not ever really encountered something like that where you have a, just a grumpy neighbor or something? It's a good question. Yeah, the, the one that I was just talking about, I had to put in the MLS notes, this is this person's name, just tell him to go away, he lives next door. <laughs> tell him to go away, he lives next door. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he came over and he would act like he lived there and he would want to come in. And it I mean, it was super disruptive. And it was just like, you just have to tell him to go home and he will go home. It's like when you see those signs, like, please don't, feed the pets or whatever, like, <laughs> yes. on, on the fences when you're walking yeah. by, like, yeah. please don't just, talk to the neighbor. Just send the neighbor home. Just tell them to please <laughs> go home. But beyond the neighbors, uh, it can be that the neighbor might have, like, we've had neighbors with cars in the lawns and just oodles and oodles of junk. That's super not helpful. So do you ever, do you ever, like, walk over and try to politely ask people to like maybe clean up a little bit or is it just like I'm going to have to hold this this loss and uh, just market the property as it is and really do up our landscaping and hope that works? Well, you kind of have that conversation up front with that. with that. Uh, if, you're, if you're listing the house, you have that conversation up front with uh, your seller too. I have had a seller that actually went and talked to his neighbor and said that he would like store the guy's boat and give him some money if the guy could help him clean up his yard and that worked. So, and, and that guy's yard was really, really awful and it would have definitely affected the value. So sometimes just talking and being kind can, can help. So. So what else is on your, uh, create your home list, wish list? What's important? Neighborhoods, areas, style of house. How do you know what you like? When you see it, you like it. Like our first house, I liked our first house. I don't know if uh, a lot of people have this, but I really do think it's a thing that you walk in and you just kind of know. I think it's the outside too as you're looking at houses too, mm -hmm. at least styles. I don't think you can sell a house. I think you walk in, you feel it. I know when we walked into our first cabin, it was like, a smell that I got that I was like, this smells like home. It was just really strange. Really and I'm strange. like, it was just, I knew it was the one. And I think people are that way. And when we have buyers that are really trying to force it, yes. it's like, you know what? I If you're trying to force it this much, this probably isn't the house. And I've had to tell people that before because you'll have one spouse that's like, this is the one. And the other spouse is just hemming and pawing. And it's like, you know what? If you can't decide this much, then this isn't the right one. We should keep looking. I think also when you're doing when you're showing the houses, you also have to take into account what your budget is. So maybe that perfect house that you're looking at may not be what you can afford either. Mm -hmm. So talking about budget and what you can afford, what are some of the things that uh, people need to think about? Uh, credit reports, um, down payments, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So what's important for them to do kind of ahead of time with credit report? Talk to a lender. Talk to a lender, figure out what's going on. Start figuring out your budget, what you're comfortable payment wise. Because yep. I know a lot of people start out thinking, well, my rent is eight fifty, so that's all I can afford. Talk well, to a lender. Talk to a lender. I mean, I know a lot of people's first steps is they're using those um, mortgage calculators online. I did. 
I was trying to figure out what the heck I could afford. And it's like, okay, I'm looking at that. And now that's starting to make sense. Let's, let's talk to someone that can actually run those numbers for me and figure in my credit score and all of that kind of good stuff. What kind of credit score do you need to get a home? It depends on what type of loan that you're going to get. If you can have a credit score, you know, like 680 is going to get you uh, just about any loan type. There are some loans that are a little bit more flexible that you can go a little bit lower than that. Um, and the higher, the higher, the better. So, What are some things maybe you could do to increase your credit? Like when you're very first starting out and wondering what you could do to help increase that credit score. Get a credit card and pay it off every month. Establish a history. Mm-hmm. Definitely do that. Pay your bills on time. It's <laughs> big. I see a lot of credit reports because of uh, tenants, and uh, I see people that they don't do anything with credit, and they say, I do everything with cash, but then for the people that they haven't paid, those people put judgments and liens and things on them, and then all you see is negative credit. So if you Or no credit for what they're paying cash for everything. But th- they, they, get, they have negative credit because they didn't pay their landlord or they... Something happened, so all it's negative. If you have positive credit on there, it helps counteract some of that negative stuff. Part of the reason for taking out that credit card is to establish any credit at all. Mm-hmm. So if you're like first-time buyers, it's the first thing I would do is take out a credit card and make that payment every month. Establish a history and establish credit. You guys, do you think that, and I don't even know if you guys would necessarily know this, but you feel like it's more important to have a higher credit score or a higher down payment? Yes. I figured you would <laughs> say that. Well, if you have a high credit score, you, it helps with your rate. Like you can sometimes get a little bit better rate if your credit scores. Yeah, I guess technically stronger. if you had a higher credit score, you probably wouldn't need as much cash either sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the credit score is going to, for the, for the people that are listening uh, and thinking about buying their first house, a, cr- a credit score is going to help you get a better rate long-term on your loans, so you're not paying as much over the life of your mortgage, and a down payment is going to help you be able to get a bigger upfront mortgage. Am I interpreting that correctly? Yeah, I mean, certain loans would require certain down payments, so you could buy a house for as little as, what, 3% or less, or if you're a vet, you could get a house mortgage for no money down. Yeah, or you could do uh, like a rural development loan. So if you want to move into some of the smaller communities, you can also do a no no down payment loan for that as well. So if you have, don't have any money down, what do you have to include in your payment? If you don't have a down payment, what do you have to include? No down payment at all. Nope. So if I only have, if I have less than 20% down, what do I need? Let's put it that way. Private mortgage insurance. What's private mortgage insurance? Private mortgage insurance is what is uh, made part of the payment. It's usually about $100-ish, and that's to cover the lender because you're a little bit higher risk if, if for some reason you default that they would get paid out. So if I buy a house and I need to have PMI added on to the loan, how do I get rid of that PMI? You'd want to do an appraisal to show that your value has, has come up enough that you're in the right position. Maybe start with talking to one of our agents first just to avoid the having to pay the cost of an appraiser and then see, then go from there, I think. Because we could just do a CMA on it and that see if it's I close. Mean, I would start with the, the CMA first from one of our agents, and then I believe, I mean, a bank might consider taking our our CMA, but they also might want to get an appraisal. They'll do, yeah, they want an appraisal. What's so a CMA? Certified what? Market oh. Analysis. Oh, oh. All these real estate terms. <laughs> we throw around a lot of acronyms, and we forget that yes. people are like, "What are you talking about?" Can you explain a little it's bit like more. It's like REO, your what that is. FSBO, FSBO, REO, <laughs> LOL, LOL. <laughs> can can you can you just give me like a slightly more in depth explanation of CMA? Like, what is it that you guys do for that? So. It's a comparable, mar- comparable market analysis. So what we're doing is we're actually seeing what the values of homes in the area are selling for. So if your house is 200000 and you have the PMA, PMI, we have to show that the house may be worth the 200000 plus, uh, including PMI. So we're looking at all the homes that are active and have sold within Three six months, months to Three a year. Months. And we're looking for the ones that are most similar to your property. And then we can 
use those to determine the value. So it's a bit of an art. And once we get to that point, then we can say, okay, maybe it's worth spending the money to hire an appraisal to come in and do the appraisal to see if we can mm-hmm. get rid of that PMI. Yeah, but we're, I mean, we're happy to do that for, for folks. What kind of cost are you talking about once you get to that process and you have to actually hire an appraiser? About 450 Yeah, $450, 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. But so if you're dropping your mortgage payment $100 a month or $120 a month, totally worth it. It could be a bit of a gamble. You're kind of rolling the dice. Well, that's that's part of doing the CMA first, comparative market analysis first, and then you do, you the, the owner then has to uh, decide whether or not they want to go forward with the appraisal. So it would kind of be like a CMA is like a kind of like a soft pull, where yes. you're getting a, an idea, and you can figure out if it's worth spending the extra money, and then an appraiser is going to be able to hold that full weight for people and be used at a bank to potentially lower the monthly payment yep. by Correct. getting rid of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think we uh, we fell off the rails a little bit. I think this episode is supposed to be focused on first-time home buyers. This is like, <laughs> now I am a home buyer, and now what do I do to make myself a better home buyer? Well, but it could be a home first-time home buyer after they, get, after they buy it. <laughs> well, if you figure that first-time home buyer is probably going to have private yeah, mortgage yep. insurance, so if they're figuring a lot of them really care about being able, like, can I get rid of that? How do I get that to go away? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we're just letting them know. <laughs> and I think a big part of this, too, is when you're a first-time buyer, you have to gather all your documents, you know, get your paid stubs, um, any tax returns you've had in the past, start accumulating that because your lender's going to require all that information. And for the record, it's going to seem like way more than you ever needed to do. And, like, they're picking on you maybe a little bit because they want this piece of paper and that piece of paper. But they do that for everybody. So and once you think you've given them all their information, they want more. more. Mm-hmm. But that's just how it is, and that's good because they're dotting all their I's and crossing all their T's and making sure that they're going to be able to sell your mortgage, usually in the secondary market. And if they can sell your loan in the secondary market, you're going to be able to get a good, solid loan. So they'll ask you to print out like your bank statements and your investment statements, and um, they'll probably ask you right before they issue loan commitment to out another set of the newest statements of bank and mm-hmm. um, investment statements. Yeah, we have several properties. Like we have a property that's right on a corner, and so two of the property or two of the um, apartments are on different street. St. John and one is on Parkview, and so every time we get a loan, we have to write up a little thing that say this is one property. It's on a corner because to them they don't understand, and they're like, "How can this be one property with different street addresses?" It just freaks the underwriters out. So, what's an underwriter? An underwriter is somebody who's going to look at all of that paperwork that you turned in and see that it makes all of the um, qualifications to make the specific loan type that you want. So the lender that you're talking to, the, those are the people that collect the information. The underwriter is the one that actually makes the call. The underwriter is your friend. So yes, you want to be nice to all underwriters. If you could contact them. <laughs> yes, you really can't contact them, but just send them happy vibes because they, they do make <laughs> all the decisions. <laughs> happy <laughs> little vibes. That's, yeah, that's what I do. Vibes are it all it, it works vibes. for me, Matt. It works for me. So I don't know what you're doing, but it works for me. So... <laughs> Another thing is um, when it comes to costs, people need to be aware that they have an extra fund for any kind of emergency that Mm -hmm. they might have. So don't put all of your money into your house because if you do that and then something goes wrong, you might not have, you know, funds to fix that furnace that that broke, right? Yeah. I think, you know, you can rate shop before you get your decide on a, a mortgage company. You know, check out their closing costs are a big part of it. Um, interest rates will pretty much be will be pretty close, but then just verify all the closing costs between different lenders. Mm-hmm. What kind of emergency fund do you need? Enough to cover a furnace. Well, <laughs> a lot of people say, you know, having three months to cover three months of expenses. Because, I mean, what happens? You break your leg. You can't work. You don't have any Geico or whatever. What is it? Geico? It's a different Aflac. one. Aflac. <laughs> Aflac. Aflac. I've got the wrong animal. Geico's <laughs> a gecko. Yeah. Aflac's a duck. <laughs> well, I don't get to watch that much TV. But, yeah, if you have three months, that's definitely going to help. And, I mean, it's going to make you... I mean, your stress level will be lower because you, you know, have those extra funds in the bank. 
I see. Yeah, I mean, putting away a little bit every month probably would cover it. Is a lender going to require you to have a savings or emergency savings? Is that like part of getting approved? It, it can be part of it. Uh, not all loan types, but they they want to know that you have the ability to have, have some funds. So there are there are some loan types that you have to have, you know, X amount in the bank to show that you have that. And that's part of the collecting of the bank statements too. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not liquidating all the your uh, cash savings to do something else and then yep. getting more. Ch- oh, that brings up one Go other ahead. thing. What should you never do <laughs> when you're getting a, buying your first house? Don't or bounce, any house, Don't I bounce guess. a check. Well, that and not buy. Don't buy furniture. Or cars. Or cars. Or anything. Buy everything after you've the mortgage is closed and you're walking in your house and you can buy whatever you want. Yeah, because if you apply for a mortgage and then you had sent in all your paperwork and then they get your next set of bank statements and all of a sudden you have a $2,000 thing that you bought and your balance went down, they're going to want to know what that is and you might not qualify for your loan anymore. Yay. Which also brings up different uh, debt to equity ratios, that type of thing. So if you do have a car payment, you might have to get rid of that car to uh, to get mortgage. Mm-hmm. Would you suggest doing that? Getting rid of your car? Mm-hmm. No, you have to drive somewhere. Mm-hmm. It, it'll just de- it's the debt equity ratio. So there is certain things that have to come into play there. Have so you had clients in the past? You've had to say, "Hey, sell your car to your mom. Get rid of that Lambo, son." <laughs> You're not ready. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of the Lambo. <laughs> yes. So your car we, buy a house. We've had that situation come up. I mean, if it's just, I mean, like, if they had a car like a Lambo, it would be like, hey, do you want to live in that or do you want a house? <laughs> That's a tough call. Well, I think when Is you're young. Is there a back seat in a Lambo? <laughs> Does it matter? It's a but Lambo. when you're young, though, I mean, the, the the toys are fun. You just have to have different priorities. Let's talk about the toys you had. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Power washers. <laughs> I had a Jeep Wrangler. Jen made me get rid of the Wrangler too. Jeep Wrangler, big tires. Light I had bar. a teal Camaro oh, with too. like speakers, and oh, we had no. just started Wait, dating. Okay, you're telling that story. And <laughs> I was, I asked him if I could borrow his car, and I thought I was the coolest thing. I turned it up, and I mean, literally, the whole neighborhood shook. It had. I thought s- you were gonna tell the part about uh, when I had my car parked and. It was like the one of the first snowfalls. Some guy just started sideswiping cars and wrecked my Camaro. Yeah. Moved my Camaro like eight feet when it was in park. That was a really sad day. I had to sell my whole car stereo system to pay for the deductible to fix the car. Wow. Yeah. That was not a good day. It's a sad day. The worst was when, when Jen made me sell my Jeep Wrangler, though. That was a horrible vehicle. That was vehicle. an awesome vehicle. Jen just It was a cool vehicle. But you, he's missing the parts where in the winter, it would whistle unless you kept the window, like the triangle window, open a little bit. So you either heard it whistling or you froze your bleep off. She didn't drive it that much. It was a fun car. Well, all it's I'm hearing thing, right Jen. now is I think it's time for Matt to get a Jeep and only <laughs> drive it in the summer. It's just a summer car now. <laughs> a teal, totally get a Jeep a again. Well, Jeep. Na- now we no. have a Camaro that we only drive in the summer. So True. True. So I won. <laughs> what did you win? <laughs> I like the Camaro more than the Jeep. You got a new Camaro? Oh, no. We oh. have a 1995 Camaro. I mean, from the old story, is that the same Camaro? No. No, that his Camaro got trashed. Okay, so you're on Camaro number two. We are yes. on Camaro number two. This what was one's your first red. car? And they keep this one teal. in the garage. This one doesn't even touch the street. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just for show. Mm-hmm. What do we have? Uh, what was your first car? My first car was a Ford Crown Victoria. Oh, yeah. So think cop car. <laughs> Who gives a teenage girl a V8, like, with my personality type? I was like, hey, there's a stoplight, let's race. How many things did you hit with the, the uh, Crown Vic? Oh, a lot. <laughs> a lot of things. So I mean, I totaled out other cars, and I walked <laughs> away with a broken light. I'm like, bye! <laughs> I was going to say, sounds <gasps> like a reliable vehicle. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. It's it, like a tank. I mean, it, it, a it was a good front, thing like for me. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It had an attached phone. I w- I was pimping. Had lights on the top, flashed red. What you have blue. when we met? You had the that <laughs> awful car. car. What was the terrible car you had when we? She met? was a cop. She was a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hit so many things with that Crown Vic that my uh, father decided to give me a Plymouth Reliant, which was much better. And my s- my stepmother said to me, "Well, Jen, it looks like a Mercedes." 
from the front. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's an ugly car. It's yeah. loud. For some reason, must have some yeah, its parents would, would make fun of me, not to my face, but behind my back about this Plymouth Reliant. <laughs> you got to work with what you got sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It, it was fine. It got me. It got me there. Were you, did I know you when I had my RX-7? No. That was a fun car, too. I was going to say, that sounds like a good time. That was the 85 Mazda RX-7. And how was, how did things go when you went to <laughs> trade it in? Well, the car would not, had issues with flooding. I was going to say, didn't With starting. Like, there was uh, issues with starting. Yeah. So when I traded it in for the Camaro that we previously have talked about, I left it running in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> they would have done the same thing to you. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't turn the car off, whatever you do. Yeah, I drove off with the... Uh, Camaro. Runs great as long as it's always running. It runs great. <laughs> Fantastic car. Mm-hmm. That was a fun car when it did run. Mm-hmm. The Camaro was fun. The Jeep was, I think I, oh, then we had an Eagle Talon. That Jen, so this whole story starts with Jen not liking the Jeep because you can't drive a stick. I tried teaching her once and she tore somebody's lawn up. <laughs> you know, I had several <laughs> old boyfriends try and teach me how to drive stick and I could never figure it out. But I did take his Eagle Talon with a girlfriend of mine because I was like, it was a cool car at the time. I was like, oh, I'll drive it. It'll be fine. <laughs> we were at, at the mall parking so lot. So I've never heard the story before, so we're this should be good. Yeah, we're at the mall parking lot. I'm trying to back out. I, I can't get it to go. This car is bucking like a Bronco <laughs> because I'm just like doing so poorly so finally my friend's like can i drive <laughs> i think i scared her well she knew how to drive a stick though yeah but i was pretty sure i was gonna do it but that's my one i, I driving a stick is a fail i can't do it i i'm i bet i could do it now not a chance but 19 year old jen no not a chance Mm-mm. they do have the um electric manual right you need the paddle shifters now yeah. Or even like my F-150 has, you can put it manual, and it's a side button on the shifter. How often do you use that, Matt? Yeah, whenever I want to race. Never. <laughs> Sport mode. <laughs> Off the line. All right. All right so what are we talking about? So getting back to mortgages. <laughs> so um, we talked about getting quotes from a couple lenders, right? Yeah, so they should be able to issue a pre-approval letter. Yes, based yes. Based on what they've, the background and what they've looked at your credit or whatever. So if you don't hear anything else, hear that you definitely want to have some kind of a pre-approval letter when you're going to be starting this process because sellers want to know that you are pre-approved and that you're going to be able to buy. And if you're in competition, that pre-approval letter is really important. So So lender and real estate agent, two important things. Start there. Call Mm -hmm. us or go to hometeamforyou.com. Yeah, (laughs) assembling your real estate team, you, you definitely want to do that. I mean, in I'm sure people do... What they do, they go out, they look at reviews, mm-hmm. check out, you know, make sure that you're going to, to mesh. And, uh, you know, if you want to check out our reviews, and uh, we'd be happy to talk to you, obviously. And we have a ton of Zillow reviews on, on our account, too. So if we home team for you on Zillow, you'll be able to pull us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there any uh, reviews about your cars? <laughs> we just did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I just gave my review of my cars. Except for the Buick Skyhawk. <laughs> we did not review that one. <laughs> Matt was so hot when he had a Buick Skyhawk. Anybody know? It was, it was the, a station wagon. It was the uh, grocery getter kind the of mini, Buick. The grocery mini wagon. getter. Mm-hmm. And those are the hitters. <laughs> I drove a station wagon yep. too. Mini, Lots mini, of space. Mini station wagon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I got to see the Buick Skyhawk, Matt's dad, who is a farmer, used it. And it was the barn car at that time. What year was it? 1985. 8485. Why are you looking at me? Why would I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I it was after that then after that then was the RX7. Mm-hmm. You had you said you went from looking like a dang <laughs> soccer mom you're like I'm never that <laughs> again. Right. Yeah. I'd rather have a car that doesn't even <laughs> start. The closest thing after that was probably the Explorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a blue Explorer and a, a white, white Explorer. Explorer same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, was this your car? If I can get it on your on the screen, it's red. Oh no! I had the that's the that's the cool version. I had the the grocery getter. So imagine <laughs> that with like a big <laughs> grocery getter back end. Did and that have the the seat that faced out the back window? No, in it? it wasn't that old. 
No, this is like the hip and trendy uh, grocery getter. I think it had a, a back. It had a back before minivans, man. It did have <laughs> yes? Are you it that old? Lift, it had the gate lift off the back, I think, and then a bench across the back. So three seats in the back, obviously two in the front. Mm-hmm. Are you looking it up? I'm typing in grocery type in, getter. It's <laughs> not type in. Uh, just type in Mazda RX-7 1985. Let's see if that comes up. Was it? 87? Yeah, 87. Try that. What color? Red. Red. Of course. You guys really like the red cars. Yes. Well, we've only had the... You had your RX-7, and then our Camaro just happened to be red. Okay. We like black cars. If you look now in our garage, it's black, black, black. Mm-hmm. And then the red car is up yes. at the... Yes, um, there it is. Lake house. Exactly, exactly the same. The rims might be a little bit different, but the same hood scoop. and. I liked the little bit the older up, than that. Flip-up lights. It was way It had a sport mode where you actually kind. touch a button, and it changes the suspension on the inside. Oh, yeah, the pop-up lights. Mm. And then you'd have a padiddle. Because only one I would think go I on. think even that in that one I actually the had winker. a whole <laughs> Alpine stereo system with uh, the speak because there's only two seats in the front, but then they have like storage hatch behind those seats, so I had speakers in those storage hatches that would flip up and you can. That, that was, was really car. into his. I was gonna say you're into speakers. the audio. Yeah, he. I mean, when we started dating, we were at American going through the audio <laughs> section. He made me buy a giant oh, stereo for my house. And now it's in no, our workout room. And I also put and installed Jen's first. Uh, I changed out your stereo on your Nissan Pulsar. Look that one up. Mm-hmm. And it had a removable face. But when I installed it, I attached the actual frame of the stereo to the car. <laughs> so somebody broke into her car and couldn't get it out, so they just smashed it because they couldn't. What yeah. year is the Pulsar? 84. No, it was a 1987, I think. Oh, you guys. All about the eighty-seven cars. Mm-hmm. Well, that was back in nineteen. <laughs> was it? Was it red? <laughs> no, no, it was, it was silver, silver with T-tops. Gotcha. And, it, and my license plate said S E Gen because it was a sports edition, and I thought that was clever. Whoa. Hey, my old license plate was Kick It. <laughs> really? Hey. It was the best. I had a blue Beastie Boys logo somewhere. Blue Mustang convertible. Mm. V eight GT. Mm. It was beautiful. And then. uh I bought that thing while well, I still lived in Wisconsin. I was in college. Oh, no. I got a raise. That's my car. Yes, it that's is. it right there. Yeah, yeah. That's that was fun taking the T-tops off. That you was could take the fun. whole like back, yeah, back end, end off and turn it into. I don't know if we ever did that, though. We did it once, but it was so labor intensive. We were like, T-tops are good. I think, it, did I own the Jeep when you had this thing? Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why we just took the doors and everything off the Jeep. Yeah, the Jeep was really fun in the summer. I'm sorry, did you say what? what it was say? really fun in the summer, sorry, and then winter came, and <laughs> squeak noise. Why would you get rid of the Camaro when you have a Jeep? I'm telling you, those Jeeps are fun. I know. Absolutely well, you agree. two can get a Jeep together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, me, me, and, me and Matt will cruise around <laughs> all summer long. In the Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of Jeeps. I rented one when I went to Hawaii a couple years ago. That was fun. awesome. Drove it through the sand. Yeah, fun. Yeah, it was awesome. See, three against one, you lose. We, I, I would mean, love a Wrangler. We yes. were so cool when we were young. We used to go like mudding in your Jeep. Do you remember that? Once. No, we did we it did multiple times. Yes, we did. And then he'd go do donuts. and. Yep. You don't do donuts in a Jeep. <sighs> okay, we did not do donuts while mudding. Never, <laughs> ever. Enormous tires. We're not doing donuts. <laughs> but it did we howl, did. though. It was a fun car, though. I think these are a picture somewhere of Jen's uh, Pulsar in the driveway of that uh, for our first house. Is that what you sent me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. First, I need to. It's one of the. It's one of the two that have Jen's thumb in the picture. I'm an excellent photographer. Hold on. 1998. First, I, need to put, I need to put this guy up. Oh yeah. Oh wow. That's my car. That looks like the car we drove back from Florida. <laughs> After we emergency landed back from Aruba. I got that thing when I was like... It's probably the same car. 19 or 20. Except it wasn't convertible. It was the best. Yeah. I drove wow. that I drove that thing out to California. I, I bought it in Wisconsin with w- hopes and dreams that one day I'd live out in California. And then I took it out there. Dream accomplished. Came back here. <laughs> <laughs> dream accomplished. Done. <laughs> Done with that dream. Yeah, then I, so then I, I moved downtown to downtown Madison, 
And like I, it was too much to park down there. It's like a hundred plus bucks a month just to park. So I'm like, forget it. So I put the car, uh, like where my dad's store was, and it sat there for 15 months, and I never needed to drive it because I could just walk everywhere. How old were you? At that time, I was probably like 24, 25 something. So I was living right by the square. Like I could just walk to the grocery store, anything I needed. I never needed a car. And then uh, one day I went back to go check to see how the car was, decided to sell it. And when I sold it and, and the guy actually drove off with it, the driveway, not the driveway, but the parking lot where I left the car had divots in the well, concrete. From sitting so long. From sitting so long. I didn't even know that was possible. It like sunk that's in pretty the, impressive. the concrete. Yeah. I missed that car. That was, that was the best car ever. Jen doesn't like Mustangs. Not so much. I like them. I mean, if somebody wanted to give me a Mustang, I would not say no, but I probably wouldn't pick it. Well, I like gonna, Camaros better, but now the Camaros look like Mustangs, so I just have to. Camaro's a mom's car. That's oh, right. That's we'll right. You should see me going up an on-ramp on my mom car. <laughs> Watch no. out, blue car. I, I just I just say that because my mom has a Camaro. <laughs> All right. Look up well, the your mom is exceptionally <laughs> cool. 1995 Z28. Mm-hmm. We are doing the car show podcast i was gonna say we are actually (laughs) gonna start a dealership here (laughs) what year 1995 it's like the same age as zach car team for you (laughs) car team for you what what car is this again say it again z28 camaro z28 red convertible fast fast cool jen what are our license plates say accelerate excelsior no accelerate I think it's accelerating. ACC, yeah, it's ACC. Matt insisted because all of our other cars say um, "home team for you," but Matt was you. like, "This is our fun car. We're not putting home team for you on it." Accelerating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is this the old beast? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, let's see if I can find what the license plate actually say. Yep. Looks like that. Yeah. It's shiny. Everybody like that's that. listening, it's a red car. It's for sale. Yeah. Matt wants to sell it because he wants to buy a new boat. Don't even start. <laughs> we start on the boats. Or a Jeep. <laughs> or or both. A red boat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it the Camaro boat. The license plates are A-C-C-L-R, number eight, N. Should he be saying Acceleration. this to the world? I mean, anybody could see it, though. Right? Yes, yeah, right here. So. <laughs> Accelerating. It's in a garage up north. You'll never see it. You'll never find it. Mm-hmm. And if you steal it, I get insurance money. It's like a, it's like a treasure hunt. I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. It's, it's recording. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never find it. We got a lot of listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a treasure hunt. First, we're yes. going to start here. Right. Yeah. Uh, you guys can download the treasure map in the in the uh, <laughs> in the comments below. Right out of the out of the comments. Did, so, did we cover all of the things for first time home buyers? Did we get through that checklist A yes, to Z, sir. top mm-hmm. to bottom? Yeah. So, by listening to this podcast, you should have all the answers. I would first go to hometeamforyou.com and then find one of our agents to help you, mm. and then they'll be able to help you give you a few choices for options for lenders and. Rock and roll. But yeah. Matt, isn't it expensive to hire a realtor to get a home? No. How, what do you mean? I can't afford that. What do you mean you can't afford it? There's no cost to hire a realtor. What? What? <laughs> Is this a different segment or are we just bleeding into the next segment? <laughs> yeah, well, I think we are. But, I mean, that is a really good point. Some folks really think that you have to pay uh, a realtor, and on the buy side, that's that's something that is already built in with the MLS, so you don't have to worry about it that at all. So, so can you save money by not getting a realtor and just doing it yourself? I don't think there's a cost savings. Well, it really depends. When you're hiring a realtor, you're hiring somebody that understands the process and they know how to get you the best value and get you know, the, ho- the whole process gets you the terms that you want. If you, I mean, for me, if I'm going in for brain surgery, I'm not going to just be like, hey, I got this. I YouTubed it. I'll do it myself. It's <laughs> That'd be exciting. So. As long as you YouTube, you 
Yeah. <laughs> surgery. Yeah. So <laughs> you look at a YouTube as you're trying to do your surgery. You know, some people but might it's, try it. It also goes back to, we talked about the CMAs earlier. We could also do a CMA for a buyer to find out what the best price for them would be on a certain property. And actually, and all the you, forms and documents. That if the property is listed and it's on the MLS, it's already built in. So even if you're not using a buyer agent, then that listing agent would just get that fee. So there isn't really an, a cost savings per se. Mm. So that was, our, that was the answer I was setting up for you, by the way. Oh, thanks. It's kind of so like having a like a lawyer almost. Like you guys are advocating for their best interest whether you're buying or you're selling. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think our first uh, our first house is a tiny little one. Do you have a picture of that somewhere? Oh, I got pictures. You got pictures? Let's see what we got here. Saved in uh, the old memory lane. All right, what's the first pic? Let's get that outside image first. Is it the one with Jen's thumb? Um, we have multiple of that, <laughs> so yes. So here's the first one. Few different thumb angles. A little this is what's called a thumbnail. Yeah. Oh, the original yeah. thumbnail. Yeah. Bear is in the window. Bears are. Oh yeah, there's Jen's pulsar. Cockapoo. Yeah, my, that's my bigger. actual pulsar right there. Yeah. And you can see the the place on the left by Jen's pulsar. That's where the guy was with the beer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And do you see those flowers that are like totally dead and not watered? <laughs> that would be our <laughs> our green thumb going on. <laughs> oh, we don't have pictures of the back though. The back looked good. See, that's a cute house. What style of house is that, Matt? Cape Cod. That is a Cape Cod. What makes it a Cape Cod? Dormers. Dormers. Yep. We should have taken pictures at some point without your thumb. Dormers? On the inside of it. Huh? What's Dormers? There's two little eyes on the top of the house. Oh, those little guys? The little things that make it look like the dormers on the top of the house. The eyes, yep. Little pop-ups. They're kind of like the potato lights for houses. Hopefully not. (laughs) See, padiddle lights. Right, right, hopefully they don't uh, <laughs> One fall, fall down. <laughs> padiddle house. <laughs> Drive by and punch each other as it's padiddle well. house. <laughs> maybe in a, maybe in, a old, in a old neighborhood where some people have left. That's why you uh, have PMI, in case your house does a padiddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. We did a lot of remodeling in that house, though. Mm-hmm. We did. We remember we... So when we bought this house, uh, my oh, the my dad was pretty adamant that we sh- should go to school, we should do our thing, and we should not put our money or, or our time into uh, rip. We ripped up uh, some hardwood floor. We ripped carpet, carpet to expose hardwood floors, and I mean, we then we took some wallpaper off. There was rooster wallpaper. I chicken. Mean, Oh, yeah, chicken. No, it was roosters. It was like roosters and chickens. <laughs> but, I mean, literally, we did it oh, about yeah, there it is. the first the first week. Like, we moved in and immediately disobeyed what we weren't told to do. That was the wallpaper. Can I f- get any closer on that? Yeah, could we get a little closer? <laughs> I want to see if those are chickens or... But, and the thing was, the lady that we purchased the house from, she had just put that wallpaper up. Those are are just straight flowers. Yeah, the ones that went up the hallway, those are the chickens, Jen. No, there was was chickens on here too. There was flowers and then there was chickens. Totally makes sense. Look, uh, I think there might be a picture We got a better picture. Yeah, let's see if you can see the chickens. I swear there was chickens in there. And how long did you guys stay at this house before you... Two years, two days. Decided to... (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what, like, what kind of... motivated you guys to move was it just like time there for a bigger chickens. spot or we moved to uh what do we have to this sun prairie right down the street from our office the i mean for us we moved to jefferson because i was going to uw whitewater finishing my business degree and then matt ended up matt at the before when we first bought that house he lived in or he was working in watertown and then he got a job in jefferson but then we decided to, Matt had gotten his real estate license and I was going to get my real estate license. And so then Raj had us doing open houses and guess what? Matt did an open house and he said, we should buy this. Oh this yeah, that, sorry, that wasn't some prairie. Yeah, this, that's how real estate goes. You just, all of a sudden you're like, hey, and he said, then we can finish the basement. So we stayed there. that was there. a $104,000 house, wasn't it back then? Yeah, we, it was a house um, in some prairie in 
Oh, what's it, what's it called? Kind of back behind Walmart. Yeah. Hunter's by Hunter. It was not Hunter's Ridge. It was across from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we bought it for like 104 and then you finished the basement and we sold it for like 149.9 or something like that. We thought we were hot stuff. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good. And two years there too. I think it was like two years, two years, two days, two years a week. Yeah. But I mean, we were <laughs> young figure. I mean, I mean, how old were we? Young. Young. Well, if you we were weren't in our thirties, we were still in our twenties. Oh, because if you were, this 19, is what happens when you start dating really. You were probably twenty three, and I was probably twenty five when we bought or sold our second one. Yeah, because we weren't even married until we lived in Sun Prairie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell. <coughs> Too late. It's re- still recording. <laughs> Ro- Raj, cover your ears. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to play a game? Sure. Absolutely. To guess that car game. No, no, we're gonna play a new game. Oh, oh good. A new game. All right, let's see if I can sync it up here. All right, this game. Oh, shoot. It's my favorite game. I love this <laughs> game. This is Famous, famous Home Appraisals. <laughs> All right. In this game, this new exciting game on Home Team for You, you have to appraise this famous home we're going to show hey, you. How is this working? Are we doing it together or independently? What's going on? You know how what? do we know what the d- actual value is? I think uh, you each can come up with your own number. You don't know the, the real value. <laughs> I didn't do the homework to find the real value. <laughs> I don't have all the stats for you. All you get is a looping 60-second video I spent a few minutes making. Kill me. So are we doing it separately? Did you answer that question already? You know, you guys can work You can work it out. You can, you can workshop this and... Uh, you know. Did you see the disdain that he just wants to beat me? Well, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll put it. Winning. But there's we no way to val- There's no way to determine what the actual value is. Well, then you can't lose. That's right. You can't lose. I should say. Oh. All right, let's play this game. Let's. All right. Let's. Let's see. It. It's let's just. Roll a, it. It's just fun. Okay. Roll them. All right. So hold on. Hold your horses. This episode it happens to be right along the holiday season. So I thought. Uh, for the first Griswolds, the first w- close. You're in the right. You're in the right department here. Wrong movie though. Yeah. All right, let's Matt or uh, Zach switch it back. Drop this in here. Oh, my favorite movie. The problem a, with this one is this one Christmas has a story. this one has a faulty boiler. So a Christmas story, a house is actually still a house. It's now been converted into a museum. Where, Where is, is it? it located? Chicago. That's uh, where the I think that's where I'm it was like based trying on. to where is it located so we can figure out the value for that city. The leg lamp definitely adds value I to it. I was gonna say, what is the leg lamp? What's the at? thing on the coat, Ralphie? Ralphie, find, I'll find out where it is. You'll shoot your eye. You'll out. Shoot your eye out. Bubbicus's dogs. So, I mean, it, you guys immediately went to where is it located? So that kind of tells me that location is probably going to be a big. Yeah. Well, the boiler is obviously faulty. Look at the smoke coming out of this when he opens the door. Uh, can we get a? Whole <laughs> That's why you need an emergency that. fund. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind right. of funny. And you need an emergency fund for the legs. And watch out for the neighbors' dogs. <laughs> and tape. You need tape to tape the leg back together. Right. These Regili. These neighbors were it's not Italian. Uh, as good as your neighbors were at your That's first right. house. No. <laughs> this, this is this is in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh yeah, there you go. All right. So Cleveland, Ohio, now. Well, it needs a new screen door. Because is it close to a downtown? Or what's it's it close Cleveland. to? It's Cleveland. Well, let's, uh, I'll share my screen with you. Mm-hmm. You can see this. Well, there is part of this that adds value to the house because of the story. Yeah. Not necessarily because well, of the house. Well, you got it. Let's, let's pretend it's not a magical movie. How many bedrooms? How many bathrooms? That's a good question. <laughs> you know, we could go to Zillow. Oh yeah, go to Zillow and type well, the address so and that'd be awesome. Zillow will know. So here's here's a little okay, I think we have to pretend like it didn't get converted into a museum because here's another fun fact about this property. It's also available as like an Airbnb. No way. You can you can rent uh, it out. Christmas time, do they leave the leg lamp up? They sure oh, do. I'm sure they did. Can yeah. you so it's a museum from till from nine AM till like seven PM or something, and then you get to have the whole house to yourself nice. at night. Might be kind of creepy though. It's like the White House. The tours just come through during the day yeah. while you're staying there, and then at night it's fine. So I've so done that tour before. Take a wild guess. How much does it cost to spend a night 
on Christmas uh, at a Christmas story ooh. house? Thirty-five hundred. Jen, what's your guess? Uh, are we playing like the wheel? The uh, over under? It's too much math. One dollar, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was gonna say. I was gonna say I'll take one dollar, but I I would think it's probably I don't know twenty five hundred. This is just for Christmas, so Christmas costs. It's what probably it cost thirty thousand or something insane. Christmas Story House. It's a nine ninety five per night in the top of December. What is it during Christmas? Christmas. What? That's that can't be real. Is it only four forty five? No it way. It sort of says four forty five a night. Well, who wants to just have random Christmas at that place? I guess nobody. <laughs> totally would. Then the that's like the best the turkey, place in the world. The turkey be terrible. You have to go to the Chinese restaurant <laughs> down the street. Jen loves Chinese. I do. True. If it, I wanted to deliver though, <laughs> only if they deliver though. <laughs> Can you <laughs> deliver Chinese food to the Christmas <laughs> to the story Christmas house story on house. Christmas? Yeah. That's you can't, what I uh, want. you can't have delivery. You have to go to the Chinese restaurant. And they, remember that skit about the. It's I smiling. do, but we're making our own story. Don't so. they? Don't they? Uh, like chop the goose yes. head off? Like they right cut the head the off. Kids yeah. too. it's smiling. Then the guy comes with it, cuts the head off. If you guys can't tell, this is like literally Matt's <laughs> favorite movie. Not literally. Literally, it is. I watch it every Christmas. Yeah. So do no we. Doubt. Well, it's on 24 hours a day for a week. Mul- multiple <laughs> times. It, I, I do like this one. Do you have the... the okay, so this this page says that it's $3,000. Yeah. $2,995. Yep. That sounds more like it. Maybe. So we were both right. Maybe you it's Cyber Monday week or something. Right. I, I want to book at the other site. four ninety four ninety five probably. versus right. like... It's the same website. Three grand. <laughs> It's the same site. Well, yeah. probably adjusted due to demand. But what's the twenty twenty one price though? Right, four ninety five is the. Oh, I'm closer. Price. I'm closer on the. Uh, it jumps twenty twenty one. So in twenty twenty one, it's going to be uh, yeah four grand per. I believe that's per night. Yeah, it would be Christmas Eve and day. So you'd have the evening check in on the evening and check out. No, you, but you have to have day. a two night stay. That's re- that's part of the requirement. Still a lot of money. So you have to double all these. So prices. you have to like. Get out when the people come in and museum it, and then yeah. Are you, no, there's a so there's an upper loft area that they like. So we still fr- trying to figure out the actual value of this house. Yes, yes. Let's find the actual, but the let's do the the magical value, not not the fact that it's a museum that has extra rooms built up on like a new area. Let's do it from the movie. So from the movie, what was there like? Is maybe a two bedroom because the brothers li- oh, slept the brothers, in the same. Yeah, slept in the same room. Parents said there's so let's say a two bedroom, one two bed. I don't think there's a bathroom on the main floor. Two well, bedroom, they didn't use it in the movie. Yeah, well, there was no room. There was a living room. Then it went into the kitchen and dinette area. Right. Play that skit again. Can we get a floor plan? Yeah. <laughs> Go to Zillow. Type in the address on Zillow. See what comes up. <laughs> on Zillow. Here, I'll right. type it up to you. What's your uh, Uh, let me find that address again. Yeah, then we'd at least know what the Zestimate is, and we can see who's closest to the Zestimate. Oh. It's Not that it's all about winning. It's 3159 West 11th Street in Cleveland. If you decide to buy this house, make sure you buy a roof rake as well to <laughs> ensure you don't get ice damming and icicles? Any, any bad oh, icicles. I thought it would be. Oh, wow. Okay, well, yeah. Show the pic. Uh, that, that's what it looked like in the front. A great way to build equity is to buy a house, shoot a famous movie in it, and then <laughs> sell it. Uh, resell it. So okay, you guys are like ruining the game. <laughs> oh, we're still playing the game. Yeah, Matt already looked up the Zillow, yeah. so he what's, already knows. What's your Zillow estimate here? Two thirty-one eight zero seven. Two hundred thirty-one thousand eight hundred seven. For properties in that area or that specific. It's a four-bedroom, two-bath, eight hundred ninety-six. That's a really small. It's a little. Holy but for cats. even for having eight hundred ninety six square feet to have four bedrooms, but like baths. they can, conv- I think they converted the attic into like a livable space or something. Oh, so maybe that's part oh, of the bedroom because yeah. that for the museum aspect. Mm. Gotcha. So the estimate range is one ninety two to two sixty nine. Yeah, I thought there was more square footage. I was thinking more like three hundred thousand because it, it it seems like it's bigger than that. Well, the movies seem pretty tidy. Built in 1870. Well, from, from your picture, from like the outside shot. You said uh, 1870. 1870, yeah. 
Yeah, people were smaller back then. <laughs> were smaller. That's a real thing. Zach. Uh, sold in two thousand five for one hundred fifty thousand. That's a good investment. Tax assessment in 20, 2019 was sixty six thousand. Dang. Well, this makes me curious about the area. Oh, there's other houses though. What did I say this was? So there's other houses around there. Two fifty, two twenty five. What was the name of the neighbors? Do you remember? Bubakis. Bubakis. Was it Bubakis? I have Bumpkis? no idea. Bumpkis. Bumpkis. Yeah, you can actually go stay at the Bumpkis residence as well. No. Yes, they are available. No. Maybe we should take like a team trip. Team <laughs> event. <laughs> Cleveland. <at laughs> Cleveland. We're going to Cleveland. Forget Aruba. We're going to Cleveland. I was just going to say right. next year's. Uh, what about the people? There must be like, um, pull up Zillow. Can you pull up Zillow? And type in the address. Because if you show it on the screen, there's actually, it looks like um like a, almost like a museum area. Like the whole area, not just that house. Like there's like oh, sidewalks. There's a giant there. gift shop as well. What was the address again? 31. You, know, you told me. 58. Something 11th. 11th. West 11th. Yeah. Or they have the electric scooter. If you ever see that. What was it called? Lime, limes. Mm-hmm. When was this movie made? That's well, a great question. The Ralphie's probably 45, 50. Now? I would guess. Maybe we should Google that. 83. 83. Like, this house is famous now, but... But I don't think the movie took uh, off, though, right away. I was going to say, like, part of me wants, like, wonders. Like, it's uh, only 800 and, what, like, 90 square feet, like a small house. Yeah. The filmer, videographer in me wants to know, was this just, like, what they had to work with? And somebody just had a small house, and it was, like, the... You know, like why producers, they like the producer's house or something, and they just shot in it, and then it just happened to take off, and now the house is. Did they have the leg lamp? You know, I think I actually I was checking out the website. I think somebody had recently just purchased it, and the filmmakers just approached them before they moved in. They were like, "Hey, can we like film some stuff before you live here?" Hmm. That's funny. Just a vacant house. Did you find it on Zillow? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a computer Come guy. On, I don't man. Know. I'm looking. 30, 3159 West 11th Street. Yeah, I typed it in. Four look. bedroom, two bath, 896 square feet. Is it on the okay. Screen? Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Okay, now click on that bot right below that uh, elongated one. The Nope, to your left. Right underneath the picture to of the left. house. Left, left. The street view? Yeah. Now if you see that, you can actually see. Look at that like guy. It's blurred out. Oh yeah, look at that. They all are, huh? But the uh, if you s- swipe to the left a little bit, you can see like, like it almost aliens. like they've redone that area, just that little square of where the house is. You know, so I bet it's the blue one to the left. That's probably for other also for. So rides. this if this uh, sign over here, right below the flag, that's a Chris. I think that's a Christmas story logo. So I think that must be the museum across the street. And then there's the, that's their residence. And then that blue one, I'm assuming, must be the, the neighbors. What are you talking about? Oh. How long has it been a museum for? Do you know? I think since. I bet that is. Look at the car in that garage at that house across the street. That was in the movie, too. Remember they changed the tire? Matt really watched this movie a lot. What is that? What the. Uh, Little picture of up there in front of the blue house, right over here. Yeah, there's a sign there. It says a Christmas story. Was it? Yeah, free parking. I think, guys, it's got to be weird to be one of these other houses down the street. (laughs) Like, if people actually live there, there's like uh, other signs. If you go to the left of the house with the the blue house, yeah, no trespassing. (laughs) But that's what it says. I can't tell. This is not here. This is not part of the exhibit. Oh, it's parking. They charge for parking. To the left of that blue house. It's a little teeny squat house. Yeah. It's probably 500 square feet or less. Well, it's got to be less than that because if this house is, look at it, secure. Does it say on the sign? Secure parking. We're not plugging this. Uh, as an <laughs> we should get some kind of an advertising for this. <laughs> well, everybody, don't forget to watch A Christmas Story. 
Oh, see, look, the blue house has free parking. Do you see that? No, where, where does are it you? say that? Go in front of the blue. To go, click on, click on the left arrow. Hold on a second. Your other left. This one towards. Yes, keep going, keep going, here. keep going. And then there's a lady right there. Now zoom in there. Click on the plus button down in the bottom right. I got too many things on my screen to even see that plus button. But behind, button. huh? On this screen, there's a plus. I know, but on my screen's a little different. All right. So see there, it says free parking, but if you go to the left of the blue house, it says secure parking. It does not say free. So they probably charge for it. Right. Free. Yeah. But you might lose everything inside the vehicle. <laughs> the neighbors the neighbors actually charge, but they don't. They get the Christmas overflow. <laughs> Free parking, uh, but we break into your car and steal all the valuables <laughs> to pay for the parking. lot. No. I'm kidding. The blue house is nice looking, though. Yeah, secure parking. This is That's the VIP parking right there. <laughs> Presidential parking right oh, here. Look, somebody lives over here. How weird would that be if that was your house? <laughs> yeah, that's there. what you were just saying, the tiny little house. Yeah. You'd make bank on parking. Well, only during Christmas, probably. Maybe that's like a... Valentine's story or something over there. Valentine's. <laughs> it's almost like the Field of Dreams for Christmas. Uh, field of Dreams, you can go play baseball in their field. I haven't played there. Field trip. It's gonna be the weirdest field trip of all time. We'll go to Field of Dreams in Iowa, then hang a Randy and take a right and go towards Cleveland, Ohio. Let's do it. As soon as this COVID thing's over with, I'm down. We'll take your Mustang. We'll rent a Mustang. Yeah, we'll have to go get it. Yeah, you one. guys are in the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. All right, what else you got? I think uh, I think we can probably go home. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode. I guess I'm going to play the music to wrap it up and sound more official. Which music are we playing? Yeah, this old one. Um, make sure you uh, follow us. Listen to all the podcast episodes that are coming out. It's going to be great. Brand new podcast featuring Matt and Jen where we talk real estate. Kind of. Check Sometimes. us out on Home Team for You. That's Home Team, the number four, the letter U on the YouTubes, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the TikToks. We're everywhere. Hometeamforyou.com. Hometeamforyou.com. Take it easy. for you. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>